Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, January 12, 2018. And today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we're on page 14 of Bill's story, starting with the fifth paragraph and reading two paragraphs. We'll start with while I lay in the hospital and end with with us, it is just like that. Today's readers are Kathy R. for the 12 Steps, Sherry K. B. for the 12 Traditions, Mary H., Jody E. Q., and Stephanie L. The reference number for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting yesterday, uh, Thursday, January 11th, is 10911. That's 10,911. And the meeting for this morning's 10 a.m. meeting The number for this morning's 10 a.m. meeting, uh, which is Friday, January 12th, is 10914. That's 10,914. Away preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy R. to read the 12 steps. Star one to unmute, please, Kathy. Sorry, I was doing star six. Hi. <laughs> This is Kathy R. in Florida. Thank you for letting me do this service. These are the 12 steps of OA. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And number 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do this service. Thank you, Kathy R. I'll now ask Sherry KB to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study on the, of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 14 of Bill's story, and we're reading the fifth paragraph and reading through two paragraphs, commenting on both. I will ask Mary H. to please begin reading. Good morning, Elaine. This is Mary H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. While I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so freely given me. Perhaps I could help some of them. They, in turn, might work with others. My friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly, was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me? Faith without works was dead, he said, 
and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. Oh, powerful paragraph about how we enlarge our spiritual life, at least for me, helping others, this sentence particularly, was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. It's so important um, because I will forget that I have this disease and I found that when I had gone through the chapter working with others and with help from my guide, I found a way to pass the message that was, um, you know, clear from this book. But but for myself, you know, the, the alcoholic that needs to continuously be in the program, when I was helping others and still am helping others, um, I kept hearing the message. I keep getting reminded, and it, it reminds me of the three different um, stories and more about alcoholism where um, all those stories are about enlarging our spiritual life and and that mental twist, that mental blank spot. And I was so fearful of that mental blank spot taking over, and I would, you know, forget who I was, and I would eat again. And the answer in those stories is enlarging our spiritual life. And so it's kind of a circle. It just keeps going around and I have to remember who I am and and how I do that is helping others. It says in this book so many times how important it is for us to pass the message that that's part of our medicine. That's That's what we do. Our main purpose is to be of maximum usefulness to God and to others. And I happen to have this disease where I have a personal experience with compulsive food eating. So that's where I can be helpful and that's where I can help others with this horrendous disease that will will surely kill us. And um, I think I'll end with that. I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Mary H. Who'd like to comment on this paragraph today? Gina R. Elizabeth D. Gina R. Elizabeth Penny C. D. Penny M. D. More Larry. <laughs> I heard Charles back there, but he was saying Larry's name. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> So I've got Gina R, Elizabeth B, uh, Penny G, Penny C, and Betty G, I believe. Penny T. Penny C, I got you. Pam D. Pam D. One more. Ginger C. There she is. Ginger C. Okay. So I've got Gina R, um, Elizabeth B, Penny C. Betty G, I believe, Pam D, and Ginger C. So Excuse me, Elaine? Yeah. Uh, this is Penny C. I only said my name once. I think there was another Penny. Oh, great. We like pennies. 
<laughs> okay. So I have two pennies down here, and uh, we're going to start out with Gina R., and you'll be followed by Thanks. Elizabeth D. Thank I'm you sorry, so much. much. Oh, okay. No, please, please go ahead, and we'll we'll take another lineup after this. Oh, Kelly T. Okay, we got you, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Gina, please go ahead. You'll be followed by Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Elaine, and good morning, everybody. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body from Green Valley, Arizona, currently sitting on Manhattan Beach uh, with some other fellows. Thank you, God. Um, and I am sitting on the beach with the fellow who took his work seriously, and she carried the message to me. Um, I could see that her faith was working, and she was working it. She did not take lightly the instruction in these paragraphs where it said that she had to self-sacrifice for others. And once I took hold of these steps and allowed the process and God to work in my life, that's what happened for me as well. And I can tell you that I have been blessed immeasurably and mightily by putting what I thought I needed to do on hold so that God could work out for me the stuff that needed to be worked out. And through that process, people came to a new understanding for themselves what their purpose was. And they got freedom and they got relief from this horrific disease of compulsive eating. They are not in the food, they are living their lives happily, and they are carrying the message to others just like they are instructed here. I am so, so excited to um, be on the line and sharing this morning, and I don't have much more than that to share. Just want to say thank you to everybody who does take this seriously and does not stay in that position of self-absorption where you're only worried about yourself, but you have given yourself for others so people like me could get this. And if you are a newcomer on the line, this is no joke. You got to work it and you got to do what you're told. If, if you're trying to uh, fight with your guide or your sponsor or question everything, then you're probably not ready. You probably need to go back out and do some more research and have the food beat you up a little bit more. But when you're ready, you'll know it because you will be surrendered and have a heart full of hope and humility and you will take direction so that your higher power can guide you to continue living, not just existing, and helping others to experience life as well. And with that, I pass. Thanks again, Lelaine. Thank you, Gina. And a big hello to all our visionary friends out there today. And the seagulls flying by, too. Okay, Elizabeth D., you're up next, followed by Penny C. from Massachusetts. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. My name is Elizabeth D. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in the Boston area. Uh, very jealous hearing those um, those seagulls go by as we um, suffer in the sub-zero weather. Um, but it's okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful day today, and I'm grateful to be on the line. Um, the words that jump out at me most are absolute necessity. The absolute necessity. They don't say, well, you kind of have to try to do this work. You kind well, you know, when you get a chance or when it, no. It's an absolute necessity for me as a recovered woman 
to carry this message. And I have an experience of not doing that. Um, back in 2015, I discovered uh, a vision for you after a terrible relapse, put 60 pounds on my body in about two months. Um, and I got entirely abstinent and um, but I knew that I needed to get I needed to get back into the steps I needed to to have a new experience of the steps so I did I found a recovered guide went through the steps um, had a whole new experience had a spiritual awakening after four through nine that was like nothing I'd ever experienced before and she kept saying to me toward the end as I was in entering step nine you need to start thinking about setting up a scaffolding in your life for 10 11 and 12 you need to start sponsoring and at that point, um, you know, I, I'll boil this down. My self-centered fear came back in. Um, I was back down to a thin weight, and my fast forgetter took over. And I thought to myself, well, I can't possibly sponsor as well as she sponsored me. I can't possibly guide anyone through the steps the way she did. I'll just put that off. So I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And um, instead of doing this work, I think I probably went back on Match.com or something insane like that. But, you know, now I'm in a thin body, okay? Guess what? By November, you know, several months later, I was back headfirst in the food. And it was yet a worse relapse that put on another 60, 70 pounds on my body. I was convinced, finally, Something woke up in me that told me it is an absolute necessity. Even if I don't sponsor quote-unquote well, forget about my perfectionism. The only thing perfect that I have to do in this program today is step one. That's the only perfection of entire abstinence and it, it, it is found in step one. The rest I don't have to do perfectly. The rest... I will learn as I go along. The rest, as I enlarge my spiritual life, my sponsoring will change. And I'll end with this. Um, my most current guide through the steps said to me, I said, well, you know, I was afraid I was going to mess up. I was going to say something stupid to, to a sponsee. And she said, well, you will. You will say a lot of stupid things. But that's not going to make the difference between whether someone gets abstinent or not or someone gets this recovery or not. It's not your power that's making this happy, happen for them. You are a guide that is simply falling down into the hole with them, turning on a flashlight, taking their hand, and moving them through to find their higher power. And that is what has Jennifer worked for Romanda? me. And, yes, um, and I'm so grateful um, to have the privilege of doing this work um, one day at a time, imperfectly. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Elizabeth. The Penny C, you're up next, followed by Betty G. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, everybody that's on the line with me this morning. Uh, I'm Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, also from the Boston area, uh, where it is where I'm very grateful for the the uh, the warm weather and the beautiful day we're having today. I enjoy going online and just kind of researching various parts of AA history and where you know where 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 did these steps come from what did what would you know not not just the idea that you know yes we know um the Oxford group and all of that but you know how they evolved in people's lives how people use them 
And um, I also, just about every day, I listen to at least a couple of AA speakers online. And what I learned just recently from one of the speakers was talking about how, and I don't know where this is, is written, but how Lois W. was asked at one time, what do you think happened to Abby that he didn't stay sober the rest of his life? We thankfully know that he did die sober, but he had a lot a lot of slips and relapses um, after he after he you know brought the program to to bill and Lois said simply, according to the speaker, he didn't work with others he didn't see the necessity of to of continuing working with others and then it brought to life this morning for me. Yes. In other words, he didn't enlarge his spiritual life because it told us very clearly that the way we enlarge our spiritual life is through work and self-sacrifice for others. Now, that question is asked a lot. How do I enlarge my spiritual life? And my thoughts always went to, well, you do the 11th step. And you do prayer and meditation, but again, Twice in what we read this morning, it talked about faith without works is dead. So, you know, all the meditating and all the prayers that I do are wonderful, but without works, it, it, it's, it's not going to be effective. And I'll just end with this. I heard a preacher one time talking about how a man came up to him after the service and said, you know, Pastor, I really, really... Uh, implore you, please pray for me. I have this terrible toothache. And the pastor said, I'll do that. I'll, I'll pray for you while you're on your way to the dentist. And I think that exemplifies that, you know, we, we need prayer, but we need works. We need to do the action. The program is for people who do it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Penny C. Betty G., you're up next, followed by Pam D. I believe I heard of Betty G. Was I dreaming? (laughs) Okay, Pam D., why don't you go ahead, press star one to unmute. Good morning. Uh, My name is Pam D. I'm in Northern California, recovering compulsive eating eater, and this is my first time sharing on the line. Um, And I uh, just, boy, you know, it's interesting. I love hearing about emerging your spiritual life because that was a super important lesson for me. Um, I was really blessed to have found vision and um, found recovery last year after 17 years of just complete, utter struggling in this program. Um, and uh, I got was guided through the big book. And, um, and then, you know, I, life got busy. I got a new job. My husband came back from an extended trip. The people I was sponsoring and working through the big book with all finished up right around that same time, and I thought I needed a little bit of time to settle in to all these changed conditions, and almost immediately, I got myself into trouble, because I just, it was like I had, I had just, my, my spiritual program just kind of got put, you know, diminished and set aside, and um, I, so I failed to enlarge my spiritual life. I failed to continue to do the work that was needed. Um, and I wasn't working with others anymore, and it just really drilled home 
a critical importance for me that I do not get to rest on my laurels. And I am, I am grateful to be going back through the book again with a, a vision big book guide. And, um, and I'm just really, really grateful to be here. I, I, after 17 years of just utter, complete struggle, um, to have found the magic um, was just unbelievable. And I, I am working diligently and really recognize and, and am taking it seriously. You know, I really, it's like a very hard lesson for me. So anyway, glad to be here. And thanks to everyone on the line. I have really enjoyed listening. And uh, nice to be speaking up a little bit. Thank you so much. Thank you, too, Candy. We'd love to hear uh, new people share on the line. Everybody's welcome. Uh, Ginger C., you're up next, followed by Penny C. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for moderating. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in L.A. from Colorado. And, um, you know, I'm just so amazed by these paragraphs that are coming up. This is some of the, my most favorite parts of this book. And... Um, this first paragraph that we just read, it just blows me away to think of Bill and his selflessness because he's laying in the hospital. He's sick. He's just getting off the booze. He probably feels horrible. And here his thoughts are about those other people that are behind and how he can be of service. And, um, you know, this is what we do on Vision for You. And... To be with these people live now and to see it in action, you know, what we hear on the lines, it's real. It is absolutely happening. And it's such a miracle because it just breaks my heart. There's so many people still dying in the food, in vision, in the rooms, and outside our doors. And, you know, because of the grace of God, like someone just texted me, saved a wretch like me. I don't know how God works, but I know it works because I was dying in the food and today I'm not. And I saw a picture recently visiting family before this convention and it was when I was in my heaviest of weights and I didn't even care that I was fat in the picture. The pain was so evident of my presence because I was in the food, I was in disease and I was so not with a higher power. And a lot of times when I eat sugar, I just want to die. So it's thank you, God, to be alive, awake, and alert and doing this work. You know, it's not about me. I'm selfish. I lie, cheat, and steal. I'm an addict. It's only God's love. So if you're suffering, just don't give up. Don't give up, but keep listening, and you've got to put the food down because if you don't and you're eating, God can't come in. And we lack power. The only reason I sit here recovered today is because God has come in. But I asked God for help. And I was willing to go to any length for victory over this thing. And, you know, there's a warning here. And Bill says it really clearly. If you are not working with another, and that is not doing service by going to meetings and being with fellowship. It is about reading to another sufferer line by line these clear-cut directions. If you're not doing that, you will not survive the trials and low spots ahead so huge warning i gotta stay in this daily so we watch rinse repeat here we get to go again and what a miracle you know we're alive awake alert and ready thank you god and with that i pass thank you ginger c thank you very much penny c you're up next followed by kelly t 
Um, was it there was another? supposed to be Kelly C. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there was also a Penny C, perhaps. Let's just give it one more second. Somebody thought they heard the Penny C there. I guess not. Kelly T, please go ahead. Hi, my name is Kelly T. I'm from New York City, Easter Time. Oh, my God, this paragraph. Oh, it reminds me so much um, when I was doing the steps for the first time. I was actually, I call, at that time, I thought being abstinent was not binging and purging. I didn't know about the entire abstinence at that time. So I thought I was re- recovered, and I um, was doing the 12 week of doing the 12 steps in 15 weeks. And I I thought that I didn't listen to what the big book was saying, that I needed to continue to work on the program. I thought I was done. I was like, oh, I shouldn't sponsor. I'm not there yet. I was so afraid to sponsor. But in reality, I wasn't really entire abstinence, so how would I be able to sponsor if I wasn't even ready for it? I didn't know that I needed entire abstinence in order to really recover. And just hearing that today, I was like, wow, it really brings me brings me back to where I used to be and where I am today because I'm actually working the program, entire accident, not just the food, not just all that stuff. It's all about the mental obsession as well. And I'm just so grateful for that, that I have this opportunity to have that. And for me, it's really important to give it to other people. And um, because I know Spanish, I'm able to give it to my culture as well. And because my my there's barely any, there's not even a face-to-face meeting in Spanish. And it's like, it inspired me that I want to I, um, try again to open another meeting because um, Spanish speakers also aren't really in need of this recovery. And I'm just grateful that I have the language to help them, you know. And I'm just blessed today to be open and, and aware of how deadly the disease is. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kelly T. So for those who joined us um, a little later, we are on page 14 of Bill's story. We started with a fifth paragraph, which begins, while I lay in the hospital. And we read in our commenting on two paragraphs, ending with, with us, it is just like that. Who would like to comment on those two paragraphs? This is Larry. Sherry KB. Larry, Sherry KB. Hello, uh, Amanda, Amanda R. R. Oh, thank you. And I heard um, Lori, was it? Leia S. Leia S. Thank you. Anybody else? We have time for two more. Did you get Catherine? Catherine, I did not. Catherine D. Catherine D. And one more. Okay, let's go with this for now. We've got Larry K. followed by Sherry K.B. Thanks so much for your service. This is Larry K. I'm a recovered compulsive reader um, calling, well, I'm from Chicago, but I'm calling from Los Angeles. And I'm at the, uh, the OA birthday party. Grateful to be here. Um, you know, it talks about, we read about, about you know, we, we carry this message. This, this, this deal has not changed in some 90 years, right, when the book was published in 19, 1939. We carry this message. But, but what message are we carrying? 
Someone once gave me a shorthand, which I, I like for the steps, because we, we carry a message, you know, how do you recover? And, and the shorthand goes something like this. Steps one, two, and three get me right with God. Steps four through seven get me right with myself. Steps eight and nine get me right with others. And steps 10, 11, and 12 keep me right with God, with myself, and with others. And that's a, that's a very simple, you know, simplified shorthand for what the steps do. But, you know, I, early on, that, that was not the message that was being carried to me. Maybe I wasn't ready to hear it. I don't know. But that generally, I, it was a very confusing message, a very confusing message. There was a lot of talk about a food plan, and I am a great dieter. Let me tell you, I'm a terrific dieter. I can diet, and if I have group support, all the better. But the problem with someone like me is I can't hold my breath underwater for long because eventually I'm going to have to come up for air. And when I do, if that obsession has not been lifted, I'm going to, I'm going to bust out the binge foods. I can guarantee you when you work the steps quickly, that's how they were intended, imperfectly, because you couldn't do it perfectly if you tried. But if you work it in sequence, what happens is, is you have a change, a transformation. I can't explain it to you what the transformation is. No one could have explained it to me, but there is nonetheless a transformation where you have a personality change, where all ideas, ideals, emotions, attitudes are submerged and replaced with new ideals, emotions, and attitudes. And somehow you're brought into alignment with the higher power of your own understanding. And when that happens, one of the things that happened to me, I don't know if it'll happen for you, but it happened to me, is the obsession was driven out. It was eradicated. And it stayed that way. That's the miracle of it. It stayed that way as long as I remain in fit spiritual condition. This program works for anyone. I got here on a losing streak of major proportion. The program changed me. It didn't happen overnight for me, but it nonetheless happened. And if it could happen for a guy like me, I can assure you it can happen for you. Thank goodness for this program. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry KB. Sherry, I mean, Larry K. Sherry KB, you're up next, followed by Amanda R. <laughs> Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. And happy birthday. Happy 58th birthday, OA. Um, absolute necessity. Imperative. Um, appalling true for the alcoholic. Because if I, if I fail to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life, through work and self-sacrifice for others, I'm surely to drink, surely to eat again. And if I eat, I will die. So, you know, what I love about this book, it gives me specific instruction. It tells me exactly what um, to do in order to stay recovered. Sure, the back section, we're not hearing you. Um, I'm sorry, can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. I'm sorry about that. Um, I have to I have to work the steps um, and through the work, which is ten and eleven. Although it is said that you know one uh, four through nine is step ten, and then eleven, and then self sacrifice, which is step twelve. I have to do this, and you know we're given warnings here to remind me, sir, if you if you don't work with others, if you don't live in ten, eleven, and twelve, you will not stay recovered. You will be face down in the food again. And to be face down in the food for me is like death. Um, and by working these steps, it satisfies the pain that I might have in my life 
reworking the steps and working with others instead of being in the pain and also in the food and being in pain. Um, I'm so grateful for this program. And there's very strong words here, absolute necessity, imperative, faith without works is dead. And it's telling me that the only way that I can do this is through work and through self-sacrifice. And I just keep thinking about that over and over again. And I was working, finishing up with um, uh, one of my uh, people, and they were in step 12. And, you know, I just had a long conversation with her about how important it is for her to stay recovered by working with others and and staying in steps 10, 11, 12. And um, that is just so important. Um, I can't. I can't tell you. Um, this is this is like life or death here for me, and I used to not believe that. I used to have all these different ideas about how, you know, I could just get abstinent, and I thought that was enough, and it isn't enough. It isn't enough for me. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a twofold illness, and I have to work the steps, and I have to work with others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. And Amanda R., you're up next, followed by Leah S., Hi, it's Amanda R., a recovered compulsive eater in Maine. And uh, I like, my, my sponsor always reminds me of this, and I think it's really true. In that second paragraph, um, it says, the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. So that that doesn't just mean sharing stuff at meetings. It doesn't mean, or it doesn't just mean sponsoring and Helping, trying to help out newcomers and stuff like that. It's really <laughs> thinking of like being in the car with one of my family members and they're like driving 22 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone. And at, at that point, I have the the, the uh, option of like snapping at it, like, "Why are you doing this?" And like people piling up behind us, or you'd be like, "Oh, right, patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love." And I take a deep breath and I say nothing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, on a good day, um, and or like when when the, my phone rings and I look at the caller ID and it's that friend of mine that is always complaining and I swear I think a lot of the stuff they're complaining about is their own fault. But I take a deep breath again and I pick up the phone and I'm as patient and kind as I can be and I don't tell them that I think it's all their own doing and and I just it's um. It, I think it's easy to sort of fall into the, the habit of being really nice to people in meetings and to people I sponsor, being super friendly, trying to help out anything I can do. And then, um, as another program friend of mine refers to it, when we get when we get to those earthlings, those, those people that are not in program, and I can I can so easily just be grumpy with them, and and um, because I'm a human being and I I need this message I need God to work through me I need to stay open um, to God's love reaching out to others whether they're in program or not and I'm just here to say I certainly don't do that perfectly um, no better than than anybody else at that um, and the only other thing I wanted to throw in here was uh, and I'm sure I stole this from somebody in vision for you when when I was first getting scared about sponsoring, I was getting just, just about ready to start sponsoring, and I heard, well, yes, it's it's pretty normal and maybe reasonable to be frightened of, of sponsoring, but be even more frightened of not sponsoring, because that is what will take me back into the food. Um, so 
there's my disjointed collection of ideas for a Friday. And happy birthday, OA, and I pass. <laughs> Thank you very much, Amanda R. Leah S., you're up next, followed by Catherine D. Thank you so much, Elaine. I just got on, um, and I heard that it was your birthday. So happy birthday to you, Elaine. Um, there is so much in this paragraph. My name is Leah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive over these two paragraphs. I'm going to try to do this. Um, the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. You know, I used to be, um, you know what, I can be on the phone and I can be as charming and as nice as you want me to be. And I can I can get along with you so well. And then once I hang up the phone, I can be, excuse my word, my French, bitchy and, and whatever else there is. How do you bring this program into all my affairs, especially with those that I live with, those that I am close to, when 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 all you had was 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 friction and and tenseness and and everything? By practicing the twelve steps, believe it or not, the twelfth step, my sponsor told me that I must share, I must make three phone calls each day. For me to call up someone and say, you know, I passed that bakery shop and I did not even go there, that meant, that meant recovery. I felt it. I felt it. It was the spirituality that I felt, but I didn't know that it was the spirituality. And I passed that along to my other, to the other compulsive overeaters that I was talking to. I shared everything that I had. Today, I was nice. I not only sat down and spoke with everyone, but I actually enjoyed the conversation while they were eating their foods. Believe it or not, that's 12th step. That's really, really true. It keeps on getting better and better. Broken relationships cannot be healed in one day. Rome was not built in one day. I did not lose my weight in one day. I did not even lose it in one week. It's contingent con- constantly upon my work and upon how much I invest in this in order for this to be successful. So every day I do have a conversation with God. I do my own meditation. I don't know how other people do that, but I know it's working for me. And I know it's coming through because things are happening. Miracles are happening. Real miracles that I never even dreamed of. Never even asked for them. I came in to lose weight. I came in for my vanity. And I am staying for my sanity. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you very much, Leah S. Catherine D., you're up next, please. Hi, this is Catherine D. from Northern California, and this is my first time sharing on the line. I I found Vision two months ago, and I'm just, from the first day that I've come, I've just been struck by this um, line, through work and self-sacrifice for others, and that's just what I've seen so much in 
everybody on the line. I can't believe I call people and they answer the phone and they don't even know me. And this is what, you know, I lost long-term abstinence um, in OA, and it was because I was not doing that. I was doing what was convenient. I was doing what was, you know, making my life flow smoothly, but I was not enlarging my spiritual life. And I see examples every single day of people doing that here, and that's really helping me and teaching me um, what I need to do to maintain, um, to if I'm if I don't want to eat again, I need to keep enlarging my spiritual life. So I I just can't do enough for being here. And with that, I pass. Elaine, star one. Oh, thank you so much, Melanie. <laughs> and thank you, Catherine D., for your share. We love to hear um, newcomers on the line. Everybody's welcome to share. We have time for uh, about two, two and a half minute shares. Who would like to uh, take that time? Hi, this is Phoebe B. in Vermont. Phoebe B. And one more. I can just barely hear somebody who says C. VG. Betty C., if you've got room for me to share, I'll share. Vivi C. So I heard Civia C. and Vivi C. Is that the same? No, it's Civia VG. Okay, VG. Okay, I, if we're all very, very quick, um, actually, we just really have time for about two two-minute shares now. So um, why don't we go with Phoebe and Sivia, and we hope to catch you another time, Vivi. Please go ahead, Phoebe. Hi, this is Phoebe B., uh, a recovered compulsive overeater and abstinent food addict in Vermont. Um, it's really interesting <clears throat> we're doing this paragraph today because um, in my phone calls this morning, um, this is what happened, that um, working with others, hearing people's experience, strength, and hope, hearing people's sadnesses, hearing people's feelings, being able to listen, be witness to that, share my feelings with other people, because as we know, it's the buildup of human emotion and the ruminations on those that take us back to the food. And my God lies right there in those phone calls. I hear my God through those phone calls that I make every day by being witness to hearing people's feelings, by being able to share mine with trusted uh, people that I've connected with in this program. And that then has helped me to live these principles in all my affairs so that faith without works um, was dead sentence reminds me that I have to do this every single day. I cannot rest on my laurels. So with that, I will pass. Thank you very much, PBB. Sylvia G, you're up next. Sylvia VG. Hi, sorry, I had trouble getting off mute. <laughs> um, hi, good morning, everybody, and happy birthday to OA. I'm Glad all my friends are down in Southern California. Wish I was with you. Um, this faith without works is, and in all my affairs, is is really what I've learned. I've, I've I started listening to the Vision uh, program about oh three months ago. Uh, I had had a horrible time struggling with abstinence, and um, because I wasn't working the steps. 
Um, and with my new sponsor, I began working the steps intensely and gained abstinence and started sponsoring. And, you know, one of the reasons why I couldn't sponsor before was that I couldn't, I wasn't getting abstinence because I wasn't working the steps. And now it, it's a miracle. I am abstinent and I have a sponsee. I'm looking for another sponsee because I know that even though I will be very busy, uh, my higher power uh, and and this big book is instructing me that that's what I need to do. Uh, but also in my other affairs at work, I need to be of service to others because I am selfish, self-serving, and self-seeking. And when I am at work and in my home, I uh, can be of service. And instead of being getting all up into why did that happen to me and getting full of self-pity, I am now beginning to turn around on a daily basis and say, help me be of service to this person. Help me, uh, you know, learn what they need or help me communicate with them to find out what they need so I can serve them. And in my family as well, just some of the comments that other people said about those closest to us that we tend to be the least tolerant of and the least in service to, I'm learning to do that. And with that, I pass. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Siddhi VG. And uh, Vivi C, we do have a little less than a minute if you'd like to just do a very quick share. And um, actually, we're so close to the end of time now. Perhaps I'll just share one line from page 89 in the big book. Uh, to watch people recover, to, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you won't want to miss. We know uh, frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives rather than the mealtime. <laughs> so um, with that, we're going to transition the meeting now. Um, and um, I'm going to ask, Jody EQ. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank everybody that shared. And <laughs> sorry, things going up. Okay, so um, thank you everybody who shared. We're going to transition the meeting from reading the big book on page 164. And I'll ask Jody EQ to now please read a vision for you. Thank you, Elaine, and thank you everybody for such a fabulous meeting. <clears throat> Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.